Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Authentic. I'm your host, Lauren BR, and I am so excited that you're here and listening to this week's episode. It's a little bit different because it's just me today, and essentially this is just a little Q&A episode. I'm going to try to do these kind of once a season and just kind of share what I've been going through and what I've been learning kind of through the questions. And I had a lot of fun doing this last time. It's definitely a little more nerve wracking and different, but um, it's super fun. And I'm really grateful to everyone that asked questions. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like maybe I'm just listening better to the Lord in the summer because I've more slowed down or what, I don't know, but I definitely feel like I learn a lot more and grow a lot over the summer. And so I'm really excited to kind of share that with you guys, because a lot of the questions that y'all did ask me, um, kind of coincide with what I've been learning, which is really exciting. Um, for future, when I do this, I just post a little question box on the authentic Instagram story, and then just answer some of those questions if you want to ask any in the future. But obviously, if you have any really specific questions for me, you can always text me or talk to me in person if you know me or DM me, but I don't think that should be an issue. But anyways, let's just get into the questions. So the first question that I'm going to answer today is, how can you be more intentional when it comes to bringing Jesus into conversations with others? And like I kind of just talked about, the Lord has definitely been teaching me a lot about this lately. Um, I think really the first thing you need to do, and this will be within a lot of my answers to these questions, is to really just pray over this and pray about being more intentional and really pray for the desire in your heart um, to be able to bring Jesus into conversations. I think that it needs to be, you know, an authentic, genuine desire and you can't just like randomly bring him up because you like feel like you have to. I think it needs to come out of the overflow of your heart of like, I want to talk about Jesus. He's so awesome and he's so important to me and so vital to my life. So I think that's just an important aside, but I think just praying for those opportunities and praying to be intentional and bold bringing up Jesus is really the most important thing I would say. Um, but I think from a more practical standpoint, which I think might be what this person's asking, because it seems like they really do love the Lord and want to share him. Um, I think practically it really will come from the overflow of your heart and your love for him. You'll want to talk about it and it will just naturally flow off your tongue. But I think if you're genuinely struggling with this, because maybe you're nervous or you don't know where it doesn't sound awkward and you want it to sound natural, I would say just like constantly thanking the Lord and giving him credit because that's true. I mean, giving him glory in every situation will sort of lead to those conversations with believers and non-believers. I feel like it's also important to continue to bring up the Lord with believers because that's a very encouraging thing and a good reminder to um, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, But I think just kind of being like, as someone gives you a compliment, being like, well, glory to God, it's all because of him. Like, oh my gosh, I admire this about you. Well, it's the Lord, because that's true. Or if an event went well, being like, glory to God. Um, I think that um, that's just what I've noticed is the way that I can um, talk about him the most intentionally is just giving him credit and just being like, well, yeah, it's because of Jesus. Um, And then I think with non-believers, which I'll kind of get to that more in another question if I have time, but um, I think just constantly talking about um, your church events and how awesome your friends who are believers are is also another way to kind of bring Jesus into conversations. But Um, I think just at the end of the day to kind of sum it up, it's really just giving him the credit because he deserves it. And as well as just praying for that intentionality with that. Um, but overall, like I said before, I mean, when you love the Lord, you just want to talk about him and you just want to bring him up. And so 
Um, don't feel discouraged if that's you do love the Lord and you have trouble bringing him up because it's not always on the forefront of your mind and it can be scary. But um, I think just really pray. And I'll be praying over all of y'all um, about that as well. Okay, I don't know if you can hear the ice, but I have to take a little Stanley break and fill up my water because I like forgot how much I'd be talking, but like, duh, obviously I am. Um, but anyways, so little regroup. The next question that someone asked me, um, and I have a lot to talk about for this one, um, it is how do you deal with the uncertainties that come with post-grad life? So I have a lot to say about this, but if you are someone who's approaching the start of college or in college, like the middle of it, I still have a lot to talk to you about in this podcast. So don't click away and honestly still listen to this because I think it can be important. But this is a very loaded question for me because I, if y'all didn't know, I'm going to be going into my senior year at LSU. Um, so exciting. Go Tigers. Um, and I graduate in December. So postgrad life is approaching very quickly. Um, so I have a lot to say about this, just that I feel like I've been learning lately and also kind of just about the idea of work. Um, but I think in general, postgrad life, it's kind of these three things that I'll get into of trusting the Lord, praying and being proactive. But you know, just being vulnerable and authentic here, it really terrifies me a lot. I'm not very good at letting go of control. And like I've probably mentioned on here many times, surrender is my word of the year. And I've been praying over that. And like, boy, has the Lord been really helping me surrender and giving me those situations. Um, But I think when it comes to post-grad life, there's so many fears people have. I think overall, and like the main one is just the fear of the unknown. Like we don't know what it's like. We've gone to school for so many years and that's been all we've known. And now that's just gone. And I also think being on your own, not having the chance to be dependent on people like um, your sorority sisters and even your professors are like very much guiding you every step of the way. And your parents, of course, it can be really scary. And I don't know, you've just had all these things that are with you every step of the way supporting you and kind of when you become an adult and you have to work nine to five, that's a scary thing and live on your own. It just feels like you're kind of thrown out there. Um, and so I think with that, I would just say work on trusting the Lord in that and seeing the people who've gone before you. There's so many people that graduate each year, each semester, and especially people who are Christians within the church and your friends older than you and you see that they're fine. They're okay. Like it's possible. You could be an adult. I think looking at people who've gone before you, especially maybe um, the people with the grade above you, just kind of seeing how they lived life and how the Lord is still faithful um, and really just trusting that God is good. He is so much bigger and more sovereign than we can even imagine. And so obviously he's not going to lead you into this destructive pit of post-grad life. Like there's a purpose for that. And there's still so much joy in just trusting that he has a plan. Um, even though you might not know what you're doing, um, he knows what the future is. And so I think just resting and trusting in that is important with anything really, obviously to just trust the Lord and know that, you know, he's good. And obviously just praying over it, praying for that peace about post-grad and also praying for like, Lord, what steps do you want me to take? Um, and then this might be not always talked about, but I also think being proactive is important, praying those intentional prayers of, okay, Lord, what should I do with post-grad? And also once you kind of figure that out, not just sitting there being like, okay, I'm going to graduate, but okay, how can I go to this networking event? How can I go ahead and look up and research churches? How can I look for jobs on LinkedIn and Handshake? I think Handshake, I don't know if all colleges use that, but that's like an LSU um, like job finding website. Anyways, a little note, but I think just being proactive is also little important factor, at least for me. Um, and I think the Lord, you know, tells us to do that and to not just sit around. Um, obviously he doesn't, um, like idleness. And so you don't want to be idle with your future, but I think another fear that I don't know if other people have, but I specifically have kind of been struggling with 
it's going to sound kind of weird, but how can I still enjoy life? One, I mean, there's not going to be football games, sorority events, church outreach, outreach events. Um, sorry, I like misspoke there. And I don't know. I think that's scary of like, will I still enjoy life working nine to five? And then especially also the idea of like, how will I find my purpose with nine to five? Um, for so long I've been in school and that's been my purpose. And I think churches and youth groups and college ministries do a good job of like helping you find that mission minded mindset. That was not a word, but that mission mindset. Hello. I don't know why I put minded in there, but they'll like give you opportunities to disciple girls, girls in your sorority. Um, and you know, you can be a light in the classroom. And I just feel like when you're in an office, which I think majority of people probably listening will end up doing, you just feel so much more isolated and you're in a cubicle or, you know, an office and you only see people at meetings or you're like quick little lunch break. And so I don't know, that's just been kind of hard for me, at least um, in terms of when I'm done internships, I know I don't know everything that I'm talking about here. I haven't even graduated, but at least in terms of when I've done nine to five internships, that's kind of how I felt. But one thing I've been trying to do lately is reframe my mindset. So one way that that's been really helping me with this is I've been reading the word before work by Jordan Rayner, and I'm only a few weeks in, but I highly, highly recommend getting that. Um, if you work any type of job, um, and also he has a podcast called mere Christians. And so it's really been showing me that we are created to work. Yes, obviously the Lord creates us to spread the gospel to the nations and to love like him, but we are created to physically work. Um, this has come up in my Bible studies, um, my commentary recently, but I think we kind of forget that work is an honorable thing and the Bible tells us to work. I mean, Jesus was a carpenter for goodness sake. I mean, he obviously um, had a ministry, but he was also a carpenter. And Jordan brings up in his book that he easily could have been um, someone, let me find the exact page, but... Um, it said that he could have been born into a priestly household like John the Baptist or home of a Pharisee like Paul, but instead he grew up in the household of a carpenter. Um, and he says that he thinks Jesus' vocation is meant to remind us that even after the fall, work is still inherently good. And he thinks that God is pointing us back to Genesis to remind us that he is a God who creates things for others like a carpenter. Um, and so just kind of this idea that like, like I said, we're created to work and it's honorable. And if the Lord calls us to be more like him and to partner with him in that, um, that includes work. You know what I mean? The Lord left this earth largely uncultivated and unworked. And he gave us the chance to get to do that and partner with him that. I've literally been talking about this for six minutes. I need to stop, but I just am learning so much. Um, I don't know. We are made to spread the gospel and to do that to every tribe, tongue, and nation. And also that includes your clients and your coworkers. So that just gives you such a um eternal purpose within your work um because your clients and your co-workers they need jesus too you know it's important to live that out um just have this mindset and the purpose of that the lord sent me here the lord sent you there to work it is your mission field and it is your purpose and he put you there for a reason in that office and it is not by accident those people they don't know jesus and they need to know him and it is your job and it is my job to do so and what a gift and what a joy and what a blessing that is so you and I, we're going to walk into the office. We're going to be positive. We're going to be full of joy and we're going to work with diligence and we're not going to be late and we're going to do things to the fullest of their ability and we're going to be a light and we'll pray for those opportunities to arise to present the gospel. And I could honestly talk about this for like forever. So I'm just, I'm not going to do that because y'all will be annoyed with me. I need to answer more questions, but um, I have a podcast with Brittany and Brandy Navarro who kind of walked through this before me and graduated two years before me. And they have a lot of wisdom when it comes to um, 
the Lord in the Workplace. And so I would definitely listen to that. It's called Godfidence in the Workplace and at School, I think. Um, I can link you in the show notes. But kind of the last thing I want to leave this question with, because I know I need to move on, but I'm just so, so passionate about it, um, is when I was doing my quiet time a few days ago, the Lord kind of just left me with this, that I'm at work to advance the kingdom and not my career. And so just kind of resting and meditating on that thought. The next question that I got is kind of the other side um, of the spectrum in a way, but it is, how do you not let your letters define you or become your identity? And so I have a lot to say about this because I also am very, very passionate about Greek life and sorority life, and I absolutely love it. Um, And I think that the Lord uses it for a lot of good, but I also think there obviously are some negative things that can come out of it, like how you can very easily let it become your identity. And so I'm kind of speaking to this, to the person who maybe it becomes their identity in a negative way, but I also think that it can overtake your identity in a prideful way. So I think there's kind of a lot to unpack here, but I think first and foremost, I, like I said, I love sororities. I love Greek life, but they're totally made up. The tier system is made up. It has no value. It has no worth. I don't know where it always comes from and stems from, but like you are worth more than a silly letter. It is the smallest part of your identity and it has nothing to do with who you actually are as a person. And I think that people easily forget that, especially when you're in the thick of it in college. But like when you're 45 years old and you walk into um, a PTA meeting or a fundraiser for work, no one's going to be like, hi, what's your name? What sorority were you in? Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, and if it does, I mean, maybe you can prove me wrong. But I think just a reminder that it's so fleeting, fleeting one in the terms of heaven and eternal life, but even fleeting on earth. Um, and so just kind of remembering that, that like it is such a small part of your identity. And even if you're coming at it from a prideful mindset, thinking that as well, um, I mean, pray against that pride. Um, but also being like, why am I putting so much of my worth in this and having this sorority make me feel like I'm better because it, it there's no rhyme or reason to why. Um, and then I think also just from a biblical standpoint, just knowing how much you're worth in Christ, getting your confidence from Christ, knowing, quoting Kelsey Day, you aren't ever enough, but Christ called you enough. You know what I mean? Um, you are enough because of the cross, not your letters. Um, so really just praying for that confidence in Christ and seeking out that confidence in Christ and knowing you are worth so much more because of him and your identity should fully stem from him and nothing else. Um, and if people are rude to you about what sorority you're in or treat you differently, then that is just horrible. And I'm so sorry. Um, but I think just also knowing that the reason you're in your sorority is because of Christ. And like I said, similar with work, the Lord put you there for a reason. He put you there for a purpose. You are there to be a light and to spread the gospel. And so kind of reframing your letters, defining you into the Lord, defining you of like, why you're in that sorority, um, I think can kind of give you a brain shift in that sense of like my identities in the Lord and this sorority is just a little side note of how I can further the kingdom. Um, I know that's really hard to do, especially when you're, um, going about to go through rush. I was so, so obsessed with Greek life and like, I still love it and adore it. I could talk about it forever. I think it's so awesome. One of the best things I've done in college, but I would just let it consume me and my thoughts and rush consume my thoughts. And even once I joined my sorority, it was just all I wanted to wear was my sorority shirts and all I wanted to do was hang out at the sorority house all day and all I wanted to do was talk about it. And so I know that's really hard when you're in the thick of it, but I think you have to be really diligent about um, making sure that your mind is not filled with those things constantly and 
I don't know, just making sure that you don't let it consume you because I think that's also how it can become a large part of your identity. Um, I have two podcasts out there about this topic a little bit more. One with my friend Abby, that's just kind of about Rush and Greek life as a whole. And then one with my friend Maggie, kind of about how once you're in a sorority, how you can be a light. Um, And I also kind of want to record a Rush podcast of some of my friends um, to come out soon. So um, I hope that kind of helps because I know that's definitely something that I've struggled with and a lot of girls in Greek life um, can struggle with, but you're just so much more than your letters. And I wish that whoever's on the other side, other side of this screen or phone or I don't know, wherever you're listening to this car, um, I could just like shake you and be like, oh my gosh, no, you're worth so much more. So just imagine that I'm doing that to you um, right now. Okay, so for some little fun questions, I always do, not always, but quite often I do a little favorites um, section with people in my podcast towards the end, but I'm kind of doing this in a little bit of the middle today, but some people did ask me about my favorite things, so I'm going to be talking about my favorite like clothing things, skincare, podcasts, and then snacks, so quite a bit of things um, before we get back into, you know, the more serious and intentional questions, so um, if you don't like this, I'm sorry, you can just skip it, but I do have a lot of fun talking about this stuff because I think the Lord also um, tells us to have fun, and so listen to that sounds fun with any of Downs for more context, but Today, I'm going to be talking about, what am I talking about first? Okay, accessories, trend, clothing items, stores. Um, And I know I talked about some of these in the last episode when I did this, and I don't want to repeat myself, but I don't remember which ones I said. So if I do, just take it as a really extreme favorite. Um, But I would say, this is going to sound kind of weird, but I'm really into bucket hats right now. Not like the traditional bucket hat, but like these kind of straw bucket hats. I'll put a picture on Instagram, but pretty much every like influencer or girl I follow on Instagram has had these at the beach and I just got one for when I go to the beach and I'm so excited about it. I think they're the cutest thing ever and can just elevate an outfit. Think about Mary Ralph Lawson's profile picture kind of vibe. Um, So obsessed. I got one from Lulu's. There's a really great one from Lack of Color. It's just a lot more expensive, but um, that was probably my favorite one is the Lack of Color one if you want to get one yourself. Another thing that I've been obsessed with is pearl jewelry in general. I am wearing pearl earrings right now, but like not just like traditional stud pearl earrings. They're like dangle pearl earrings and like pearl hoops. And I have this giant pearl choker and one specific girl that makes jewelry earrings by Grace has the cutest jewelry. She also has these chain earrings that are really similar to the earring concierge or not earring concierge, ring concierge. What is it? What is the name? I think, let me look at my computer. Ring concierge. Yeah. Ring concierge. Okay, I'm going crazy. Um, they're chain duster earrings. It's really similar to those, but um, obviously not like $100. And they're so cute. They're just these like long dangly chain kind of things that hold down. And they're literally so cute. And I can wear them with a t-shirt. I can wear them with my work clothes. I can wear them out to dinner, to brunch. Literally, like that's probably my number one favorite clothing item from like the past two months. Um, like get those if you don't have them. I'm obsessed. Also, I've really been liking dresses with belts lately. I have this cute long dress from Crosby and, um, I really like it. I think they're just so cute and kind of add like dimension. I've been also seeing a lot of dresses that come with belts, but I've been seeing influencers like add belts to their outfits, which sounds like they're playing dress up or something, but I promise it's really cute and chic. Um, and then last two kind of things, I've really been loving Katie Keen PJs. 
or pajamas. I don't really know why I said PJs, but PJs, that's a thing. Um, they're just these like really silk comfortable pajamas that have the cutest patterns on them. They're really popular ones are like they're Texas and Austin patterns and then Houston, but I have a 30A one that just has little 30A landmarks on it and they're so cute. And every time I go to bed, I just feel so happy. So that's a favorite. And then also my sweatshirt from the bar. I just, that's my new comfort sweatshirt. I wear it like every day and it's just so cute and comfortable. Um, and then last two things I've really been obsessed with like to know lately. I could spend hours on there looking at all the people I follow and liking their posts. I definitely have had to pray against materialism and diligence with my time with that. So be careful because that can be very dangerous, but I've been loving that for also finding a lot of good deals. And then mango is just like my sort of the moment. Um, shout out Brittany and Brittany. Y'all literally introduced me to mango. So y'all are getting a lot of shout outs today, but that would be everything in the camp of like accessory trend clothing item. And then in terms of skincare and beauty, I have been on an elf dupe train. I don't know if y'all seen it on TikTok. I don't know if y'all seen it on Instagram, but elf is like the greatest dupe for Charlotte Tilbury ever. I have used other people's flawless filter for a while. Like whenever I would get ready for an event, I would just like use theirs. And I saw on TikTok that they have like a great flawless filter dupe, bought it. It's been amazing. Um, I am going to the store later because apparently they have a really good, um, like contour wand dupe and everyone on TikTok says that it's even better. And I think that it's like $9 and the Charlotte Tilbury one is 42. So get you some elf dupes. Oh, and another dupe I really like is the L'Oreal Lumi. I don't know the full name, like Lumi drops for drunk elephant dupe. Cause my sister has drunk elephant bronzing drops and I got this dupe and I honestly feel like we look the same and it's a lot cheaper. So I probably said dupe a million times and you are done with that word, but I don't know. It's just, I'm obsessed with a good dupe because I love to save money. Also, still in the process of deciding if this is a favorite or not, but I also saw on TikTok that an influencer I follow who has no dark circles, like I, like none, her under her eyes, same as the rest of her skin. Like it's actually insane. She uses the Good Molecules eye cream and it's only $8. So I ran to the store and got it and I've been trying it for about a week. And so let's hope that um, by the next time I do a solo q and I'm like, yes, that was fire and you should all get it. So we'll see. That could be a new favorite. Um, and then classic favorites that still are always favorites is Supergoop Glow Screen and Laneige or Laneige, sorry, lip masks just never fail to make me look beautiful. Um, but of course beauty comes from within. So I feel like I have to be careful when I do the favorites because I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to like promote anything that isn't of the Lord. So, you know, just be, be careful with this stuff. Um, don't let it become an idol because I'm very prone to do that. So now in terms of favorite podcasts, these are all Christian podcasts. That's pretty much all I listen to. Um, I just think that it's a great way to constantly be learning more and consuming and filling your mind um, with the Lord. And I just feel like I learn a lot. Obviously, I love podcasts. They're not for everyone, but I hope that you like them if you're listening to this. I partly, well, I made this podcast you can learn more about in the last solo Q&A, but I just always really adored them. And so I have a lot on here and I'm not going to go into two in depth with each of them because we'd be here for forever, but I'm just kind of going to name them. And I encourage you to go listen to them on your own and research. If you want to listen to them, listen to an episode because I listen to all of them probably once a week on a regular basis. I just listen to them in the car, on walks, especially walks. Um, and that's kind of how I get most of my intake in when I'm getting ready in the morning, all that. So a classic, Whoa, That's Good by Sadie Robertson Huff, the As You Are podcast, Happy and Healthy with Janine Amapola, 
Becoming Something, Harris Creek Baptist Church podcast, In This Together, Maya May Huff's podcast, Made for This with Jimmy Allen, That Sounds Fun with Annie F. Downs, and then also my sweet friend who I've been, who I've actually had on the podcast, Mary Turner has her own um, called Celebrating Joy, which is also really awesome and is kind of similar um, vibe to this one. So yeah, definitely listen to all of those. And then I promise we're almost done with this and then I'll get back to all the questions you asked. But well, y'all ask these too, but like questions, questions. Um, so favorite snacks right now, going to go quick, lightning round, true lime isn't a snack, but it's the little packets or I have a shaker. I just got it. So it's like a favorite as of yesterday, but it, I love lime and Diet Coke. I love lime and Diet Coke. And this is just like a lime sweetener. And oh my goodness, it changes everything. So if you like lime and Diet Coke, get your lime. There's also this smoothie that I've been making a lot from this girl on Instagram called Everything Evie and Ev the Celeb on TikTok. And it looks really scary because it's a green smoothie, but it has so much protein and it's so delicious. So I'll put that on Instagram too. And then recently my friend Izzy introduced me to Crunchy Cues from Trader Joe's. And I literally, the two times I bought that bag, I've eaten it in a day. It's so good. So go to go to Trader Joe's and get you some because they're they're life-changing. They're so good. Not as life-changing as the gospel, <laughs> but they're they're very good. Someone asked, how do you wait patiently on God's timing? And this is definitely something I've been learning about, honestly, my my whole life. Um, And definitely have a lot of vulnerability to talk about here or to use um, within answering this question. But I think it's just reminding yourself that the Lord uses this waiting. And really, like I said, just keep reminding yourself that. Um, you're in this waiting for a purpose. And I think what's cool, um, about the Lord is that he refines you in the waiting and he uses it, like I said, for a purpose, you know, he's pruning you, he's sanctifying you. Um, and that is a joy and a blessing to be able to grow. Um, I think one example for me, and I know for a lot of people is singleness. Um, another one is maybe waiting for a job. Um, and there can be even bigger, um, scarier things about, you know, waiting for a decision or waiting for a verdict or waiting for, um, results. Um, so waiting can come in a lot of forms, but I think at least for a lot of people listening, you know, singleness or waiting on a job is a big one. And I think just realizing that there's a purpose in those times. So waiting for a job, you know, you, and singleness too, I think these both go hand in hand. You have so much free time. And I know that everyone hears this all the time because I am single and I've been waiting on a job before too. Um, so I've heard, especially the singleness one, how often, how much free time you have. And for a while, I'd be like, okay, I get it. I have free time, but I like, I wish I didn't. So you don't have to keep telling me that, that I have so much free time. But I think when you really sit and realize like, wow, what a blessing that is. There's so much you can do within the waiting. Um, like I said, for the free time example, I have so much time to pour into other girls. I have so much time to um, just get to do what I want to do and create things like this podcast. Um, I shouldn't say do what I want to do, but do things for the glory of God. Um, you know, I just have so much time to grow. And I think we kind of neglect how amazing growth is and how awesome sanctification is because we're literally becoming more like Christ. And so why would we be angry about a season where we're getting to do that? You know what I mean? If our purpose on this earth is to glorify God and become more like him and spread the gospel, you can use that so, so greatly in waiting seasons of free time. Um, and I know that's easier said than done. And I know that you just want to know the answer. Or you just want to have um, the boyfriend 
or or girlfriend if you're a boy listening, but after that whole favorites section, I'm betting you are not, um, or waiting on the job. And so, I don't know. I think also surrendering the idea that he knows best and you don't <laughs> and stop trying to control the outcome. I think especially when it comes to girls wanting a boyfriend, you want to do everything to make the boy notice you or to run into the boy at certain places. But it's like, no, God knows best. He's going to, or he has a perfect love story for you in mind. And so to just rest in that and just be yourself, be you, continue to chase after the Lord. And then the boy will find you that way. And you don't want a relationship where you're constantly trying to control it anyway. Um, And so just surrendering that the Lord knows and you don't have to do anything, um, which is so freeing, honestly. Um, I don't know. I think that's, I'm speaking a lot about singleness just because that's where I come from and kind of the season that I've been in for a very long time. And so that can feel like a huge thing of waiting. And I've just talked to a lot of girls where that's a hard, hard waiting season for them. But I know there's so many others um, that I'm definitely missing. But I think it's also just continuing to read scripture and knowing that God, God wants his word to be good enough for you. And he doesn't want us to follow an outcome, but to follow him. So not to follow, okay, these results or knowing that I'll get the boy. Because also, side note, with singleness, you're not promised a husband. So just remember that. But I don't know. I heard I, – I should definitely give him credit. I heard Nate Hilgenkamp say this at um, the, like, college ministry in Houston that I go to recently. So I'm just going to say it one more time because it's so good, and I don't think we really sat in this camp long enough. But God wants his word to be good enough. He does not want us to follow an outcome but to follow him, which is just huge within anything. But I think waiting as well. He also said that he wants our yes in the waiting before he gives us his why, which I also think is huge. And he wants us to be faithful yet uncomfortable. And I think that's also another thing with Christianity in modern day America and that can factor into waiting is we constantly want to be comfortable. And that is not a good thing. I mean, you know me. I love comfort. I love clothes. I love wanting to look my best. I love wanting to sit at the beach. But we're not called to comfort. And I think I have to remind myself that. Um, another thing recently that I learned when I was visiting a church, um, last Sunday was about community and the waiting is really important. Um, he was speaking more specifically towards tragedy, um, waiting. So, um, if you want the notes for that, literally tell me because that's more geared towards that. But I think also community and the waiting when it comes to waiting for a job or waiting for a boyfriend, I think community is also very crucial there and just something to, um, to have, to rest, to rely on, and to have them spur you on and to give you that patience um, for God's timing. But I mean, ultimately, just know that he knows best and pray and ask the Holy Spirit, our helper. I think we don't, like we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Like, hello, okay. Um, Ask your helper for that patience and ask for that understanding. I said your helper. I meant to say like the Holy Spirit as our helper. I'm like talking really fast now, but asking the Holy Spirit for that patience and understanding and then asking your community and others around you to pray for you and to remind you of the goodness of God. And another thing I recently, I guess, maybe a while ago now, when I had Flora on the podcast and we talked about waiting, one thing that we talked a lot about is reflecting on all the good God has done um, and just being like, okay, I've seen you do good there. I know you'll do good again. I think that's another way you can patiently wait on God's timing. And also um, another thing that I heard recently in that um, not podcast sermon about community in the waiting is to reflect on the good God's already done in your life. Thank him for what he's doing right now. And also thank him for what he will do. And so I don't know if that exactly answered the question in terms of waiting on God's timing, because I don't exactly know the context of what timing you're waiting on. And so that can be more of a nuanced question, but I hope this kind of helped in terms of waiting on things and being patient with, um, the Lord's plan for your life.
Okay, this episode is already over 30 minutes long, and I know y'all do not want to hear me talk for that long, and so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up now, but I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. It's definitely causes me to be a lot more vulnerable um, when it's just me talking and not me asking I guess questions and it's a little bit scarier but you know gotta surrender to the Lord like we talked about and just trust in him and so I hope that y'all learn more about me in this episode and most importantly y'all learned more about the Lord and I really enjoyed sharing what he's been teaching me and so hopefully y'all learned something felt more love felt more seen um, and ultimately the Lord was glorified because obviously that's my heart um, behind this but if y'all like this episode, let me know and maybe I'll do more because I think it's nice to kind of throw this in here with the um, guest episodes as well um, and just something a little different to do to change it up. Um, but if you have any requests for things you want me to talk about, guests you want me to have, topics you want me to do, or more questions you want me to ask for the next one, definitely follow on Instagram. All that to say, I want to kind of end out some future episodes with book recommendations because I really like to read and I think that there's a lot of value in reading books about um, the Lord. And so one book I'm reading right now, I actually got when I was trying out a church um, this past Sunday. And it was so sweet because I don't know if this happens to y'all when y'all go to churches, but there's like a, if you're new to the church, there's like a new year start here. That's what they do at the chapel, Matin Rouge, or like the connections table, or like, I don't know, just your new come get connected, meet us. And there's normally a free gift, like a mug or whatever. And this was the sweetest free gift. Let me get it out. It was The Reason for God by Timothy Keller, um, which RIP. Um, he was like such an awesome guy and I've always wanted to read one of his books and I can't believe I just said RIP. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to have to cut that out. Um, anyways, I just started reading this book. I'm on page 19 and it is so good. Um, I think I would recommend this to people who do already know the Lord because we really are leaving living even more in an age of skepticism and divide in this country. And it's crazy to me that he wrote this book in 2008 and was already talking about how, um, America was in that state, but I think on the back it says that it's for true believers to have a solid platform on which to stand their ground against the backlash of religion created in the age of skepticism. And so it's a challenging argument for pursuing the reason of God, and it's so good. And I haven't finished it yet. Obviously, I'm recommending it before I finish, but um, if y'all need a book to read this summer by the pool or at the beach, get this book and that's how I'm gonna end this podcast so anyways I hope y'all have a wonderful wonderful fantastic amazing rest of your day and week and I will y'all hear from me next week